Hey guys, welcome back to the Boxing Daily Podcast Live Stories with your host, Pam. Today's episode is about Giacobbe, Jake Lamotta, born July the 10th, 1922 and sadly passed away on September 19th, 2017. He was an American professional boxer, world middleweight champion, stand-up comedian and actor. Nicknamed the Bronze Bull or Raging Bull, Lamotta was a rough fighter who was not a particularly big puncher but he would subject his opponents to vicious beatings in the ring with use of constant stalking, brawling and inside fighting. He developed the reputation for being a bully. Due to his hard style of fighting, Lamotta often dished out as much as he took in an era of great middleweights. With a thick skull and jaw muscles, Lamotta was able to absorb incredible amounts of punishment over the course of his career and is thought to have one of the greatest chins in boxing history. Lamotta's six-fight rivalry with Sugar Ray Robertson was one of the most notable in the sport. Although each fight was close and Lamotta dropped Robertson to the canvas multiple times, Lamotta won only one of his of the bouts. Lamotta, who lived a turbulent life in and out of the ring, was portrayed by Robert De Niro in the 1980 film Raging Bull. He was also managed by his brother Joey Lamotta. Early life Lamotta was born on the Lower East Side of New York City on July the 10th, 1922, to Italian parents. Many sources had reported his year of birth as 1921. His daughter Christie said in a Facebook post immediately following his death that it was in fact 1922. His mother was born in the United States to Italian immigrants while his father was an immigrant from Messina, Sicily, who came with the family including his brother Joseph. The family lived briefly in Philadelphia before returning to New York and settling in the Bronx. Jake's father forced the boy to fight other boys in order to entertain neighbourhood adults who threw pocket change into the ring. Lamata's father collected the money and used it to help pay the rent. One of Lamata's cousins on his father's side was Richard Lamata who became an entrepreneur and creator of the Chipwich ice cream tree. Lamotta learned to box while in a reformatory in upstate New York where he'd been sent for attempted robbery. Afterward, he fought undefeated in the amateur bouts, turning professional at the age of 19 in 1941 during World War II. He was rejected for the military services as he had a mastoid operation as a child 
on one of his ears and it affected his hearing. Procrea. As a midway in his first 15 bouts, Lamotta went 14 and 1 with 3 KOs before losing a highly controversial split decision to Jimmy Reeves in Reeves' hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Chaos erupted after the decision was announced. Fights broke out around the ring and the crowd continued to boo for 20 minutes. The arena's organist tried but failed to calm down the crowd by playing the star-spangled banner. One month later, Lamotta and Reeves fought again in the same arena. Lamotta lost a much less controversial decision. A third fight between the two took place on March the 19th, 1943 in Detroit, Michigan. The first five rounds were close, though Reeves was struggling in the fourth. In the sixth round, Lamotta floored Reeves, who was only down for a second. Once the fight resumed, Lamotta landed a left on Reeves' chin, sending him down face first. Reeves was blinking his eyes and shaking his head as the referees counted him out. Lamotta vs Sugar Ray Robinson, the first fight to the fifth fight. Lamotta fought Sugar Ray Robinson in Robinson's middleweight debut at Madison Square Garden, New York, October the 2nd, 1942. Lamotta knocked Robinson down in the first round of the fight. Robinson got up and took control over much of the fight, winning via unanimous 10-round decision. A 10-round rematch took place on February the 5th, 1943 at the Olympia Stadium in Detroit, Michigan. The 8th round was historic. Lamotta landed a right to Robinson's head and a left to his body, sending him through the ropes. Robinson was saved by the bell at the count of nine. Lamotta, who was already leading on the scorecards before knocking Robinson out of the ring, pummeled and outpointed him for the rest of the fight. Robinson had trouble keeping Lamotta at bay. Lamotta won via unanimous decision, giving Robinson the first defeat of his career. The victory was short-lived as the two met on February 26, 1943 in what was another 10-round fight once again at Olympia Stadium in Robinson's former home of Detroit. Robinson was knocked down for a nine-count in round seven. Robinson later stated, he really hurt me with a left in the seventh round. I was a little dazed and decided to stay on the deck. Robinson won the close fight by unanimous decision using a dazzling left jab and jarring up cuts. Lamotta said the fight was given to Robinson because he would be inducted into the army the next day. A full fight, the duo's final 10-rounder, took place nearly two years after the third on 
February 23, 1945, at MSG, New York. Robertson won again by unanimous decision. Lamotta and Robertson had their fifth bout at Comiskey Park, Chicago, Illinois, on September 26, 1945. Robertson won by a very controversial split decision, contested over 12 rounds. The decision was severely booed by the 14,755 people in attendance. Lamotta later said in his autobiography that the decision was widely criticised by several newspapers and boxing publishers. Robinson said afterwards, this was the toughest fight I've ever had with Lamotta. Lamotta versus Fox. On November the 14th, 1947, Lamotta was knocked out in the fourth round by Billy Fox. Suspecting the fight was fixed, the New York State Athletic Commission withheld purses for the fight and suspended Lamotta. The fight with Fox would come back to haunt him later in life during a case with the FBI. In his testimony and in his later book, Lamotta admitted to throwing the fight to gain favour with the Mafia. All involved greed, the fix was obvious and their staging inept. Lamotta wrote about the fight. The first round, a couple of belts to his head and I see a glassy look coming over his eyes. Jesus Christ, a couple of jabs and he's going to fall down? I began to panic a little. I was supposed to be throwing a fight to this guy and it looked like I was going to end up holding him on his feet. By the fourth round, if there was anybody in the garden who didn't know what was happening, he must have been dead drunk. The from fire and a payment of $20,000 to the Mafia got Lamotta his title bout against world middleweight champion Marcel Sertan. Lamotta vs Sedan Lamotta won the world middleweight title on June 16, 1949 in Detroit, Michigan, defeating Frenchman Marcel Sedan. Lamotta won the first round in which he knocked Sardan down. Sardan the second and the third was even. At that point it became clear something was wrong. Sardan dislocated his arm in the first round, apparently damaged in the knockdown and gave up before the start of the tenth round. Lamotta damaged his left hand in the fifth round but still landed 104 punches in the ninth round whereas Sedan hardly threw a punch. The official score had Lamotta as winner by a knockout in 10 rounds because the bell had already rung to begin that round when Sedan 
announced he was quitting. A rematch was arranged, but while Zidane was flying back to the United States to fight the rematch, his Air France Lockhead constellation crashed in the Azores, killing everyone on board. Title defence Lamotta made his first title defence against Tibero Mitri on July the 7th, 1950 at MSG New York. Lamotta retained his title via unanimous decision. Lamotta's next defence came on September the 13th, 1950 against Laurent Dufil. Dufil had previously beaten Lamotta by decision before Lamotta became world champion. By the 15th round, Dufil was ahead on all scorecards. 72 to 68, 74 to 66, and 71 to 69, and seemed to be about to repeat a victory against Lamotta. Lamotta hit Defuili with a barrage of punches that sent him down against the ropes towards the end of the round. Defuili was counted out with 13 seconds left in the fight. This fight was named Fight of the Year for 1950 by the Ring Magazine. St. Valentine Day's Massacre of Boxing The sixth and final fight between Lamotta and Robinson took place at Chicago Stadium. This fight was scheduled for 15 rounds and was for the middleweight title. Held on February the 14th, 1951, St. Valentine's Day, the fight became known as the boxing's version of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. In the last few rounds, Lamotta began to take a horrible beating and was soon unable to defend himself from Robinson's powerful blows, but Lamotta refused to go down. Robinson won by a technical knockout in the 13th round when the fight was stopped. Light Heavyweight Lamotta moved up to Light Heavyweight after losing his world midweight title. He had poor results at first. He lost his debut against Bob Murphy, lost a split decision to Norman Hayes and drew with Gene Hairston in his first three bouts. In his next three fights, Lamotta had rematches with Hayes, Hairston and Murphy and defeated all of them by unanimous decision. On December 31st, 1952, Lamotta had his next fight against Danny Nardikov, knocked Lamotta down for the only time in his career, not counting his throne fight in 1947 by a right hand in the 7th round. Lamotta got up and was beaten against a corner by Nardico until the bow rang. Lamotta's corner stopped the bow before the 8th round began. Following that fight, Lamotta took time off. When he returned in early 1954, he knocked out his first two opponents, Johnny Pretzi 
and Al McCoy, but a controversial split decision lost to Billy Kilgore on April the 14th, 1954, convinced him to retire. Post-boxing career After retiring from the ring, Lamata owned and managed a bar at 11.20 Collins Avenue in Miami Beach. He also became a stage actor and stand-up comedian. In 1958, he was arrested and charged with introducing men to an underage girl at a club he owned in Miami. He was convicted and served six months on a chain gang, although he retained his innocence. Lamotta appeared in more than 15 films, including The Hustler with Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason, in which he had a role as a bartender. He appeared in several episodes of the NBC police comedy car 54, Where Are You? A lifelong basket baseball fan, he organised the Jake LaMotta All-Star team in the Bronx. The LaMotta team played in Sterling Oval, which was located between 165th and 164th streets between Clay and Teller Avenue. In 1960, LaMotta was called to testify before a US Senate subcommittee that was looking into underworld influence on boxing. He testified that he had thrown his belt with Billy Fox so that the mob would range a title belt for him. Raging Bull Book Raging Bull My Story is a 1970 second edition of Jake Lamotta's memoir. The autobiographical details include Jake Lamotta's life as a young teenage criminal, his reformation in prison, his extensive career as an amateur and professional boxer, his struggles with organised crime, meaning the mafia, who kept the boxing toll out of the reach, and his jealous obsession with his wife, Vicky. The book details his life from childhood until the end of his fame. Raging Bull Movie Hollywood executives approached LaMotta with the idea of a movie about his life based on his 1970 memoir, Raging Bull, My Story. The film Raging Bull, released in 1980, was initially only a minor box office success, but eventually received overwhelming critical acclaim for both director Martin Scorsese and actor Robert De Niro, who gained about £60 during the shooting of the film to play the older LaMotta in later scenes. To accurately portray the younger LaMotta, De Niro trained with LaMotta until LaMotta felt he was ready to box professionally.
De Niro lived in Paris for three months, eating at the finest restaurants in order to gain sufficient weight to portray Lamotta after retirement. De Niro won the Academy Award for Best Actor for his performance. Later Life and Death Lamotta had a troubled personal life, including a spell in a reformatory and was married seven times. He admitted to beating his wives and coming close to beating a man to death during a robbery. In February 1998, Lamotta's elder son, Jake Lamotta Jr., died of liver cancer. In September 1998, his younger son, Joseph Lamotta, died in the crash of Swiss Air Flight 111. His nephew, John Lamotta, fought in the heavyweight novice class of 2001 Golden Gloves Championship Tournament. John later became an actor and one of his roles was as Duke, who ran the bar of that name featured in the television comedy series Fraser. Another nephew, William Lustig, is a well-known director and producer of horror films and the president of Blue Underground Inc. Lamotta had four daughters. He married his seventh wife, his longtime fiancée, Denise Baker, on January the 4th, 2013. Lamotta remained active on speaking and autograph circuit and published several books about his career, his life and his fights with Robertson. He was a member of the International Boxing Hall of Fame and was ranked 52nd on Ring Magazine's list of 80 best fighters of the last 80 years. The magazine ranked him as one of the 10 greatest midweights of all time. Lamotta appeared in a 50-minute New York stage production, Lady and the Champ, in July 2012. The production focused on Lamotta's boxing career and was criticised by the New York Times as poorly ex executed and bizarre debacle. Lamotta is the subject of a documentary directed and produced by Greg Oliver. The film features an appearance by Mike Tyson among notable athletes, actors and Jake's family and friends. Also in production was a sequel to Raging Bull. Although MGM followed suit to halt the project, saying that Lamotta did not have the right to make a sequel, the lawsuit was settled on July the 31st, 2012 when Lamotta agreed to change the title of the film to The Bronx Bull. Lamotta the Bronx Bull stars actor William Forsythe as Lamotta, while Paul Sorvino plays his father. It also features Joe Mantegna, 
Tom Sizemore, Penelope Ann Miller, Natasha Henstridge, Joey Diaz and Ray Wise. Lamotta died on September the 19th, 2017 from complications of pneumonia in a nursing home in Florida at the age of 95. Hope you guys enjoyed. This has been your host Pam on Boxing Daily Podcast Live Stories. Tune in next time when I tell another story of your favourite fighter. Thank you for listening, guys and girls. Bye.